There has been an awakening. And we have felt it. You're traveling the Junlin Wastes with Mark and Dan. A podcast exploring the issues, ideas, and the imagination from the legendary Star Wars tales through the new expanded universe and beyond. Good evening, I'm Mark. With me is my co-host Dan. Hello. And you are traveling the Junlin Wastes again. It is February 2017. The Junlin Wastes is back here with more news, more information regarding the Star Wars Expanding Universe and the Star Wars Universe in general. Um, we're heating up right now. Even though it's the winter time, we are heating up because Celebration uh, is coming up in April and there's a lot of news that has been coming out. Uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about tonight on the podcast is... Uh, the Last Jedi. Obviously, we spoke about this in the last uh, podcast, yep. and we we both have different opinions about how this is all going to play out. <laughs> I and, think I think I've changed my. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, let's hear it. Let's hear so it. So basically, they the posters came out in different languages, and the question was posed um, by actually by my bandmate first first place I heard it. Yeah. Uh, my, my bandmate Phil Mackey, excellent drummer. He said, "Is the Last Jedi." Single or or plural is Jedi plural oh, or single? Because that made, that changes the whole meaning. So he actually hit the nail on the head. It became a huge question in a lot of online uh, communities of Star Wars. Interesting. And it turns out that when the foreign language uh, publications of the poster yeah, came out, yeah. it, it it's more it's more not, in the plural. It's, not, it's in plural. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So it's the last Jedi. Phil, well done, yeah, Phil. Isn't that, that amazing? Yeah. Excellent analysis. Yeah. <laughs> so so now so now I've changed. So now it now it becomes more interesting. Now I really don't know. I have my ideas, but I'm not. I really have no idea. The what big question here, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> is the is the one year ban still going to be in effect if something if, occurs oh. this, this this December? I mean, I did Luke. make I did make a promise. So I mean, yeah, no. If they if they wipe out Luke Skywalker, I'm gone for you. Okay, we're still on that. Okay, we'll see if we can change Dan's mind. And anybody who wants to try it, I didn't please. define ban yet. So. Okay, there you go. <laughs> the closest I came is I might only see the movie like four or five times. Okay, that's interesting. That, well, you're gonna yeah. It's going to be holiday time anyway, so we're right, going to have yeah. to. <laughs> um, but getting back to this last Jedi yeah, thing. Okay, um, so that's some of the rumors, that. obviously, I know you want, we're, we're, we're in like, you know, basic spoiler territory. Obviously nothing's coming out yeah, yet about no what's idea. really. Yeah. But there has been rumor. I, you know, so many rumors come out, you don't know what to take for, 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 for thought, for, what, for proof of what's going to actually happen in the movie. But uh, one rumor which caught my eye was that there's a rumor that Hayden Christensen might be making an appearance as a force ghost. Um, now, this isn't totally out of the realm of, of thought. Um, oh, a a fact, force it, ghost, because we were talking about, is Yoda going to make an appearance as a force ghost, which I now well, lean well, towards the fact that he is. So Frank Oz was in the... was on set. Okay, so he is there. Yeah, and, and also uh, in the uh, art of The Force Awakens, yep. there's a whole section about... Aiden Christensen having being a force ghost of Anakin. So interesting. Okay. So they were thinking about it then. So now this 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 brings back to the first time we've seen we saw uh, Hayden as a as a force ghost in the special edition of uh, of Return of the Jedi when he makes that the uh, final appearance at the end, uh, taking the place of uh, the the actor 
uh, Sebastian Shaw, who was uh, the, the original Anakin Skywalker. But uh, with yeah. with the thought of, of Hayden, you know, making an appearance here, do you think just just on a just just you know quick thought, is good or bad? Good. Good. Okay. Yeah, because you can't you can't you can't. Uh... You can't, like, the prequels are part of the Star Wars uh, Well, this is where I want to I go mean, with this. This is where I want to go know. with this. Do the prequels gain any sort of weight, or do they gain any sort of, of in a sense, justification by bringing in something like Hayden Christensen, who, obviously, it's not like we're talking about a, a situation where you're bringing in the original trilogy characters into the new sequel trilogy. Right. We're talking about the prequels, which everybody... Besides me and you, who people like it. Okay, there are a lot of people out there obviously who like it, but yeah. uh, such as me and you. But um, they do, do you think this, this yeah. in a sense, redefines the uh, the prequels? Well, I think I think it. I don't know if it. Yeah, Maybe not it def- redefine, but does it give? Yeah, it give definitely. It a bit more no, weight you're to absolutely right. It definitely gives it more weight. But I think Rogue One gave the prequels more weight. There are lots of hints at, to the prequels in Rogue One. That's interesting. Do you remember the first thing you hear from Krennic in Rogue One is we've uh, right at the very beginning of Rogue One is we were bringing security to the new Empire. He's he's mimicking the speech of Palpatine Ah, in Revenge of the Sith when he says that. Very good. Yes. So and then there's then there's uh, there's some props. There's that that um, troop transport. Correct. Yes. Um, Yes. There's there's other stuff. You've seen it a couple more times than I have, so you probably really take note of those things. I saw I saw three times. Okay. So far. Okay. Um, I I, w- I want to see it well, maybe one more time. I don't know. I- I'll wait maybe till the D- the Blu-ray comes out or whatever. We'll definitely have our commentaries when 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 that when that gets yeah. there, obviously. But um, but I-, I just thought that was I thought it was very respectful. And then the way that the way that they portrayed Vader was I thought respectful of Anakin. And I think it's one of the first times you see you really see Anakin in Vader. Yes. Um, yes. And so I, I think they're physically and as well as like, as like on, a, on a very like you know, you know, personality level. I would say. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I think I think it would be great. Yeah. I I definitely would like yeah. to think that there is going to be an appearance of Hayden. Not just because it's going to it, it would tie in also the prequels to this to this saga as a whole, but the fact that Kylo in in Force Awakens. Yeah. He. He's still he's pulling in that the, the the idea of Vader very clearly when he's sitting there in his chamber and he's pulling in that uh, that helmet and and he's talking to the helmet and he's he's, he's trying to invoke the, the the spirit of Darth Vader to try to guide him and try to to, to push him towards the dark side. But the the weird thing is, does he know? Does Kylo know that he was redeemed? Well, Which is, well, I was thinking, like, uh, I don't know. Does yes, he, yes, he does. Do you because, think he no, does? No, because in the book... Oh, he uh, does? Okay. Um, um, it's pulling the EU here. Snoke, yeah, <laughs> Snoke talk, in the book adaptation of the, of the movie, Snoke yep. talks about, you know, if it was... It w- you know, uh, Anakin Skywalker would never have... He would never have turned at the end back to the light side except for this, like, what, what did he call it? It was like this little bit of emotion. I forgot what he called it. Was Nostalgia it or something. Yeah, okay. he was saying this little bit of weakness for, for uh, called love. Oh, he never would so, have been. But do you he think ne- that so they Luke knew that has, he... Do you think Luke gave him, like, in a sense, the entire story, story behind no, I, oh, Vader? No, that's a good question. So in Did Luke Blood, bring no, him up? That's... No, in Bloodlines, no, you're right, he didn't. And okay. that's interesting. In Bloodlines, no one knows uh, except except Han 
and Leia and Luke that, that Vader is their father. And that's the big thing that comes out. Okay, so there could be a very so, big so gray area here with yeah. Kylo's yep. knowledge regarding Vader. Right. This gets into a thing about, like, is Darth Vader... So remember, consumed, what Yoda says, consumed he was, gone is your uh, pupil, the, right? Mm -hmm. Consumed he was by Darth Vader. So there's this whole concept in the Sith, if you go back to the early, like... Like comic books about the Sith. Yes. It's yes. like it's almost like this weird, like, like demonic possession thing that the Sith go through when they become evil. That's they, sort of pulling in those yeah. those ideas that we saw in the Clone Wars regarding, like, you know, the the, 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 the wizardry sisters. and the Night Sisters yep. behind that, and the, and the yeah. witches and, and all that. Um, yeah, it's a very yeah. different kind of kind of, of Sith that we're used to in, in like I guess the normative Star Wars saga. Yeah, so I think that they're I think that that's the direction they're going, and I think that 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 the 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 ghost of Darth Vader, so to speak, is not really Anakin, and I think that's an interesting thing. Well, this is a thought is that it? I had. I don't know. Well, this yeah. is a thought that I had yeah. as I was thinking of, of seeing Hayden appear. Yeah, Hayden Christensen's going to appear, and if he does appear, I. My first thought is he's going to appear as he did in Return of the Jedi, in his Jedi robes as the redeemed Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. The question being here is that would that be something that turns Kylo to the light? And if mm. that's the if that does happen, yeah, is the dark the dark balance going to be falling off on Rey? Is Ray gonna be the fallen one, who, hate, who, who, yeah. who Anakin's gonna be saying to, to Kylo that Kylo turns to be the hero, as opposed to Ray being the hero. Ray turns the villain, and the conflict. That's interesting. Occurs. Yeah. That's an interesting. I think people. I think I've heard that concept before. That Ray, also in the book, I mean, she hears a voice telling her to kill Kylo Ren. Yes. But she doesn't give in to it. So she doesn't give in. To I mean, the you, dark if side. You remember and, that in back in Force Awakens. Remember, I told you yeah. my favorite. Like, if I had to choose a stop, if I had to pause the movie in one spot, yeah, where Daisy Ridley to me looks like most like Ray. It's like a second after she like finally knocks Kylo down, and mm. she's standing there with her saber, and she's got this look, this fierce look mm. of. I, I mean, it, it, it has, a, granted, it's heroic. At yeah. the same time, there's just a shadow of darkness that you just yeah, see behind her a, a little bit. That, that sort yeah. of, to me, hints towards the fact that... Now, this was also came out. Yeah. Some, some early art, or some early art for um, the new yeah. Star Wars line. There's a, there's a Force Friday coming up. Nice. On September 1st. Okay. Which is when they have the, 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 no, the Toys R Us and Walmarts and Targets have their, at 12 o'clock midnight, they come out with all the new toys that are going to be yeah. out for, for Last Jedi. And there's a new picture of Rey. Now, Rey doesn't have her hair all tied up. It's a very, it, it, this, is, this is more like silliness more than anything else that I'm trying to pull out of here because it's speculation <laughs> is what we do here on well, the TJW podcast. Uh, yeah. Her hair's no longer like pulled up in the bun and everything oh. like that. But it's like, it's much softer looking, but she's holding Luke's saber in a very fierce way and her eyes are just like you know locked in a position of like you know, you know fierceness you know it, it, it seems like a very typical Jedi look but the question is is does this fierceness mean anything does it mean that she is being pulled towards the darkness is Kylo being pulled towards the light is there some sort of struggle that's going to reverse on itself that's, that's a, it's an interesting question I, I tend to think that I tend to think that they won't but it's an interesting question I think that what they're doing is they're going to show that I don't think she's going to she's not going to become a dark side user 
but I, I think what they're going to show is that she's a she's a gray Jedi, and the same way that Kylo Ren is kind of like a gray Sith. True. You know, he's not entirely consumed by the dark side. He's evil, but yeah. he's not entirely consumed. He still can make choices. Um, he's not a slave to his passion. Did you ever think, so, just because we're an EU podcast here? Yeah. I keep thinking about as I was looking at my uh, my bookcase. I have these three gorgeous hardcover Dark Horse compilations. One of the Throne Trilogy, one of the Crimson Empire series, and the other one of the Dark Empire series. The Dark Empire series to me screams so much of what's going on in setting and possibility. Tell me, what do you mean? Of of Luke being in that series going to the dark side, or what we perceive as going to the dark side. I mean, of those of these great, gorgeous Dave Dorman covers of him yeah. in, like, the, the, the Vader suit of armor, looking as if he's taking the mantle of, of, of Darth Vader. Um, it just seems to me a lot of that, a lot of those ideas yeah. might be playing out in 8. Now, look, we huh. have absolutely no idea of what 8. All we know about yeah. this is that the title's The Last Jedi, well, but... Um, we know that they're going to explore that island a little I'm hoping that this and is And we know that be, that's uh, the first... Well, no, I mean, I saw a picture of the set. I mean, they re- they built out... They Basically, they filmed a lot on the island. This is not really even a spoiler. I mean, that this is going to be awesome to see, by the way. They filmed on the... the we know how it's starting. There's, it's starting exactly where it left off. It's the first Star Wars movie to do that. Oh, To, to start exactly where the previous one left okay. off. Yeah. I heard um, Ryan Johnson say just because... He, he had to because it's such a cliffhanger, literally. Literally, yes. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that he had no choice but to start it from the same spot. You know, I'm, so, I'm feeling that we have to at least, you know, I'm saying this right now. Yeah. Here on on the air. Yeah. Uh, we got to do a podcast from 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 that location one day. We're gonna have to get on the plane and go to Skellig Michael. I'm in. Or, or let's or, go. Or Michael Skellig. What is it? <laughs> Skellig Michael. Skellig Michael. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be a gorgeous place just to be sitting Dude, there? I am... Oh, man. I mean... Yeah, I recently read they this... They find these places which are, oh, like, man. on the edge of the... Which it's unbelievable. Little I mean, that's crevices on Earth that you're like, where that's, is that a, that's off the coast of Ireland or Scotland? Yes. Or Scotland. Uh, Ireland or Scotland. I don't I... remember. I just read a whole book about... Uh, it's like a novelization about the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, yeah? Called The Loch. Oh, and must be fascinating. It was great. It and it kind of incorporates all the, like actual scientific theories about what could possibly be there. Oh my god, that must be so cool to read. So good. It's like you I haven't read up. a book I haven't read a book like that where you're just like you can't stop. That was reading. your Friday night reading until it was. like you know, four o'clock. It was probably. pretty bad. Yeah, I finished it in a couple of days. It was so good. But you just get that whole area, the British Isles, it's just especially along the coast, it's so spectacular. I think that's part uh, of the reason why I, I mean, that ending is just so spectacular amazing. at the end of episode seven. Because if you do notice, yeah, um, they film it with everything just going on. You see seagulls flying around, and you see yeah. the normal tool, normal, and it's supposed to be like, you know, in the galaxy far, far yeah. away. And which this, is why I think it made it just resonate so much with everybody, that, that, that final big 45 well, seconds where <laughs> what's neat is that the steps I mean those are real steps I mean that was real those are like a monastery or yeah, some sort it's of an, uh, it's an ancient um, Christian monastery and um, and they're, they're using it as now so I think the deal what I saw okay, so basically they filmed on the island that was one of the first things they did yeah. but then they rebuilt the island set Mm-hmm. So they could go inside the structures. Okay. Not there because you can't go. It's an, it's you know this is a world 
kind of heritage well, we'll treasury treasure site. So they, they wouldn't. I don't think they let them film they're inside. Tell me they didn't come in there and say like you know how I'm a Lucasfilm end of the story. We're taking over. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. No, I mean, I'm interested in seeing how 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 they reconstruct so, it. No, so I mean it's something to do. I mean again, there's this whole there's that whole thing. I've said it many times at the end of in the book of The Force Awakens. He said, Kylo Ren says to, her, to to Ray right before they fight, "Wow, it really is you." And then, and then he attacks, and then he attacks her. Oh. And and it, it says in the book like, like she, she it put her on edge because she all of a sudden realized he actually knows more about me than I do. You know, when she was saying, you know, she he knows wow. more about where I come from than I do. She doesn't remember. We need to get Alan Dean Foster on the podcast and ask these, some of these questions. I'd love, we, I'd love I would to. I would love to get him on. Is he, have where does he live? Is he in New York? I think, uh, I want to say Texas for some reason. Oh, really? Okay. Could be. Uh-huh. I'll have to look into that. Uh, if he's in New I'll York or Connecticut, we could... We could road trip down, I oh, could, and I would. I could bring my mobile recording. Oh, room. that'd be fantastic. We could, we could record him. We're gonna have to look into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking, okay, of, yeah. speaking of the movies, yeah. Um, just an update regarding uh, the release of Rogue One on Blu-ray and DVD. Nice. Uh, my my sources tell me now that it's going to be early April. Oh. Uh, first week in April, <clears> we're going to be great. getting uh, Rogue One, and as we said at the beginning of the podcast here, we're definitely going to be having our. Uh, our, our, our commentary on, on that movie when it uh, finally hits Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah, um, cool. I'm looking forward to all the extras and deleted scenes and interviews. Oh. Um, it promises, I think, to be... Well, here's, this is what I'm wondering as well, too. Yeah. What they did with The Force Awakens yeah. by having, like, you know, the early, they gave those early releases, first yeah. with the digital, then with the Blu-ray, yeah. and then a bunch of months later they had, like, you know, well, this is the super extended version of the movie with extra extras and the 3D and... Right. I, I mean, mean, I'm sure they're going to be yeah. doing something like that, but it just makes me wonder, like, you know, can't they just put all this stuff out? Early? Well, yeah. Well, the can't thing, they just do this? I the mean. thing <laughs> is that some of, some of the some of the deleted scenes they still haven't put in because they're hints at Episode Eight. So certainly, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that will come out maybe ten years from now. Actually, you here's know. a question for you. Yeah. Do you think we're going to see a teaser or trailer or oh, any sort of like maybe question. behind the scenes? Huh. Um, Documentary on F8 in that, in the extras. Wow. They mean of, of in Rogue One, will there be an episode eight oh, trailer like there, teaser, oh, or will there be an insert documentary? Because in, in when right, when, before the when fourth, the original right. trilogy came out, right. when they had the finally they came on DVDs in the box set, uh-huh. they had a documentary on episode three because it was a big thing, Return of Darth Vader on on the big screen. Mm, that's an interesting question. I don't think they're going to do too much. They don't want to give away anything. Okay. I, I think I, they'll do okay, what they did for the Force Awakens. Was they had like, they they had like these little like teaser like inside, and they showed like shots inside the Millennium Falcon, like yep. filming, and they showed a couple of shots, and they showed um, how they filmed the cockpit of the Falcon, and yep. how they had that 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 cockpit that actually moved. Yep. Yep. Um, as a, and uh, but you don't think we're getting much more than maybe like little tidbits no, here and there. So, no. Well, speaking of the Falcon, you know. We got our first look at the uh, the the cast of the Han Solo uh, standalone movie. Crazy! All shoved into the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon there, along with Chewie as well too. Is that the new Chewie? That's I believe it's the new. Chewie. I don't think Peter Mayhew is going to be reprising yeah. the role. I mean, maybe he is in in episode or, eight. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I remember the last time we saw him, he was 
Uh, he's he he has he's he's a very large gentleman, and and it's tough for him to to his even knees, stand yeah. up and his knees and his hips yeah. and so forth. Yeah. Um, sweetest but who guy. Knows? Yeah, yeah, sweetest guy in the world. Yeah. Um, really I do hope we have another opportunity to to, to see Peter Mayhew so in yeah. person again. Hopefully around either at the Rhode Island Comic Con or maybe one of the summer conventions which come around. Yeah. But the pit post is, like I said, the cast of the cockpit shoved inside the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, one, I mean, okay. I, I, I find it funny, just on an off, off note, that, that Woody Harrelson is going to be playing, almost like the, playing the mentor, basically, of Han Solo. Oh, yeah, what was that? I was going to ask you, what, who, why, what's I, Woody Harrelson doing there? Well, you know, it's, I, mean, I was thinking, I was like, this is so strange that Woody Harrelson is going to be in the movie. But then again, when I remember when they were when they said like Samuel L. Jackson was going to be in uh, in the in the prequels. Right. I, I was sort of like, oh, that is weird. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. But I mean, it worked. It did it work. Worked. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Woody Harrelson had. I mean, he 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 has taken on some very strange roles in cinema. It's not like he yes. he he, had, he played some very like you know quirky characters. Yeah, that's true. Right? Um, so to have yeah. somebody be like a mentor of, of, of Han oh, so Solo. that's the deal he's going to be the mentor. I believe that's uh-huh. his, that's going to be his role in it. Huh. But, um, and L- Lando's going to be in it. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to see that's the beginnings so cool. of this. We're going to be seeing uh, huh. the, the beginnings of that friendship. But it was making me think also, Yeah. I don't know, did, did you ever read any of the, uh, the early Brian Daly novels that came out? Um, I don't think so, no. Han Solo at Stars and uh, no, Han Solo's Revenge. Those ones? No. Yeah. I mean, it's good, yeah? I read them so long ago that I can't remember the premises of all these books, but oh. I will tell you that the one thing I loved about oh. it, and Ryder Wyndham actually said this on our podcast one time, mm. he said, from him, Star Wars, that he enjoyed the most was these early Brian Daly novels about right. Han and Chewie going that. around yeah. smuggling things, right. you know? And uh-huh. this, I've got a feeling that this is going to be something that's going to be part of that movie. Uh-huh. I can't see if Chewie's going to be in there, and that's something going to meet. Part of this, I think, the adventure is going to be is maybe that making that Kessel run. That's going to be something that they're going to show. Well, I wonder if they're going to tie it into Episode Three because there's a shot of the Millennium Falcon docked in F three. Yeah, docked where? In the in the it's like it, it's like a it's like a really quick shot. I'm, am I maybe I'm getting it wrong? It's like when the Sith. Yeah, when oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me talk about this on our comments. Yeah, wait, let me look. It, it, it's very hard to see. Um, let me look. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure. Um, but this I remember is, that. Let me take a look. Yeah, go but ahead. But this is interesting how we're talking. I mean, you, you know, the, the Falcon, who, which obviously had a, had, a, had a very prominent role in, in The Force Awakens, is obviously going to be shown here in, in the Han Solo movie, obviously. I mean, but the, what I was thinking is, is, is the Falcon going to have as prominent a role as, as we might think. Um, is it going to be like one glorious shot of it at the end of the movie? Where yeah, there's an Easter egg. There is, okay. Yeah. Ah, I see. Yeah, okay. so it's right. It's in there at some point. So the question is how, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's somewhere in that. In that shot in there. In that shot, okay. right when they're landing after they save Palpatine. Yep. Um, the very beginning of the movie. So yeah. it does have like a legacy in a sense. Yeah. It, it's going it's, to, it's so... It's not something that that Lando, you know, just put together himself. This is going to be probably a something along the lines of we go back to the old Republic, you know, lore yeah. of like the uh, of the Ebon Hawk. Well, now, there was okay. There was a game. Yeah, I forgot what it was, I forgot what it was what it was called. It took place right prior to Revenge of the Sith. It's in, I mean, um, right prior to Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and it's an old game. This is like we're going back 
going back, 80s like, we're, talking we're going about? back like no like it was probably early like 90s late 90s late 90s and it was like I forgot what it was called but you play the captain of a Karelian freighter really yeah and um, was it a it was a flying game it was a flying and, okay and you get to fly all sorts of stuff and the end of the game was you get to participate in the battle uh, against the new Death Star okay um, which I never made it to the end because it was a pretty hard game, but um, I gotta say, like piloting the Millennium Falcon <laughs> or something like it, and like and going yeah. on these missions yeah. was unbelievably cool. It was one of the most fun games I ever played. You know, it was on, it was a yeah. PC game, but it was a PC. Yeah, it's it's funny how you bring up the Millennium Falcon. This is this is because this is this is war falling to other thoughts we've had. I remember we went to Rhode Island Comic Con where you had picked up this fantastic blueprint oh, of yeah. the Falcon. And I remember us going over to Ryder, right. and he had made this, because I owned his book, his uh, his owner-user's manual for the it's Millennium great. Falcon. Yeah, and it was just fun, so funny how, you know, <laughs> hey, he, he was taking a look at the blueprint. He was saying, like, well, that's where that goes, but this goes somewhere else. And he was saying, like, you know, he said, I, I thought the pontoons were over here, and... And I just remember asking him on the day of the podcast that we had done, when we were talking right. about it, how he was like, I I don't dream about Star Wars. I never dream about But, you know, if you spend, like, you know, eight hours a day wow. researching the Millennium Falcon, you will have dreams about it. He says, I have dreams about, like, you know, I'm walking through the Falcon. Oh, that's where that goes, and that's where that goes. And wow, just, really? Yeah, I don't remember. I can't believe you don't remember. Wow, that's <laughs> crazy. Well, that's amazing. Wow. Actually, speaking of Ryder. Yeah, how's he doing? Speaking of Ryder. Yeah. Um, I was noticed, and I, I, I have confirmation, but I was noticing on Amazon that I saw two new Star Wars books coming out this year, wow. authored by Ryder Window. No way! Cool. I would love it if we, we could get, get him get back on, yeah. on again. If he's wow, back in the so Star Wars, cool. it's been a while since he's come out oh, with. He's so he wrote talented. a Rebels novel. I know he did a Rebels novel oh, a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. Um, and, he had, and he had done like the larger huh. encyclopedia Star yes, Wars that's universe. That's amazing book, which work. Fantastic. Yeah, amazing. Um, yeah. But the fact that he's might be getting back into doing like Star Wars work again is it's great. Is, yeah, is yeah, he's be, so good. I mean, a, a, no. a talent beyond talent. That, he's, that, yeah, that. he's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's an excellent author. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that and see if we get some information regarding that as well, too. Um, Good. Yeah. Speaking of all these movies, yeah. Han Solo's yeah. movie and The Last Jedi, and yeah. those are coming up. Yeah. Um, you, had, you, you brought up a, a, a thought, which I wasn't even thinking about, but it's been a couple of years now since Disney took over the franchise. Yeah. How many years now? God, it, when was that? When I called you and I was like, "Are you sitting down?" Yeah, no, I, re, I it was it was a very warm August day. I remember. Yes. But when was that? God. Well, I will say it was like two thousand fourteen. Is that right? It could have been thirteen, maybe. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah, I think it was 13, think? yeah. The only reason I say is because that was yeah. or maybe even twelve, because that was the year yeah. that we had gone to um, Super Mega Fest where we met Dave Prowse. And we were still saying, like, what is this movie going to be about uh -huh. and, and, and when, it, when it finally comes out? Um, what are your thoughts regarding, like, the, how, how Disney has been handling not only the, the, the movies themselves, but, I mean, we're talking about as well, too. October 30th, 2012. 2012, okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts regarding, like, you know, maybe the EU and the books and the novels and the saga in itself? How do you think it's been handled? I think, I mean, I, I think that it's, it's going 
from a lot of perspectives, and I think they made all the money back that they spent, which is incredible. I am sure they're too. They're in the black. I'm yeah. sure they've got. Yeah, yeah they made back everybody. the four, the, the billion dollars it's, in cash that they incredible. transferred to Lucas. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if they made back that half of Disney that he owns now, but uh, it's stock shares. But uh, but they made back the four billion, I think, for sure. I mean, they made two billion on. Uh, the Force Awakens in ticket sales, and they made a billion, over a billion, mm-hmm. on the, on Rogue One. So, and if you add in merchandising, I mean, they definitely made back. What, what about they when put you think in, about but, like like but the no, idea of like yeah. Kathleen, like is is Kathleen Kennedy running the show, it, well, or is it, it, oh, is it or is it like the the, no, the, the higher ups in in Disney who are no, pulling, I think it's I think no, I think that definitely uh, Kathleen Kennedy's running it, and I think they're doing a great job. And I, I'm not, to, I'm just putting it in a, just to start with in a monetary context that they, yeah. you know, that says something. I mean, they've been successful. Um, which is, I think, pretty amazing considering how old Star Wars is. Well, that's true. If if, you know? if Ep Seven was not a good movie and a flop, yeah, um, I, I things would have stopped in its tracks. Even yeah. to the most ardent Star Wars fans. Yeah, I I think if if it had the same reception as <laughs> same reception as Episode One did. Yeah, uh, I think, I, I think it'd be up. a different story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, we should note that there is a, there is a small but significant group of Star Wars fans who do not like The Force Awakens. They're they're pretty vocal. And they're vocal, and <laughs> and it's interesting, and they deserve to be heard, and they have it, they definitely have some legitimate criticism. I I don't agree with them. I I love the movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but their criticisms are. I, I think, mean, we spoke about it. Yeah, we talked about it. But but we know that it's. Uh, it, it's something. I mean, it, yeah. I don't want to take away from 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 there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just it's interesting to note. But it's an aside. the The main thing is actually that I think they've done they've done a very good job of transmitting kind of the pathos of Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, as well as you know the, the commodity of Star Wars. Um, they've really kind of kept the soul of the movie alive, and you see that within you see that with the young actors and mm-hmm. you see that with um, the new movie came out and in the two new movies and the integrity that's there a lot of integrity a lot of hard work a lot of really good artistic work went into these goes into these projects you yep. look at you look at the you know the art of Rogue One or the art of The Force Awakens you look at all the artistry and then, that's a good I that's mean, a good it's, ama- it's amazing lots of really talented people and, and then the books the books are excellent and um and then you look at Rebels, also uh, excellent in how they, it all ties in. And, I mean, I think they're doing a, a really good job. I think there's some things they could improve on, but yep. I, think, I think they're doing an excellent job, That's just as a fan. Like, I'm, what about you know, when we talk about, because um, this, is, this is a big thing which affected us. Yeah. When, if you remember when we had our, our interview with Zach Gialongo at New England Comics. That was great. Um, he was mentioning, he said, you know, that this is still was at a time where we didn't know where the EU was going. He says, well, we're going to, Lucasfilm, I think his idea was, was like they're, they're going to be looking over a lot of what they have, deciding what stays and what's going to go. Uh, little do we know, it's basically saying everything goes. <laughs> right, that was their big thing. Like it's all gone. <laughs> it was a very easy decision. But I think that, now, do you right. think that the new expanded universe? Yeah. Um, and this could, I was going to bring this up a little later on, but I mean, one of the books which is coming out later on in April, which I'm very excited about, is um, Timothy Zahn's Thrawn. 
That's now, amazing. He's, it's almost like he's rewriting it. Or what, tell me what, well, is, what he's doing. I, this is where I think it gets into a gray area. Okay. I think Thrawn, I'm wondering if they're going to keep that book within the time frame of Rebels. Because you're talking about a time that it's very possible that you could say, even, even if Thrawn was there in Rebels, that it doesn't negate what happened in the Thrawn trilogy. You can still, because Thrawn trilogy is obviously taking place afterwards. Yeah. Um, it hasn't completely, like, I mean, now, obviously, I think if <laughs> if he starts placing a story around the same time as Episode 7 and Episode 8, um, that totally throws out what he wrote yeah, in, 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 the, in the Thrawn trilogy, which obviously is, yeah. is considered, you know, in, in Star Wars Expanded Universe, that is considered, like, one of the pinnacles of, of the Expanded yeah, that Universe. Was, yeah, that, I mean, that's almost, that almost single-handedly started the Expanded Universe. I mean... But like, it, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I sidetracked. Yeah, yeah. But, but do you think that the yeah. new the new timeline, yeah. or the new the new expanded universe? Yeah. Do you think the path is being rewritten well? I don't know. That because that, you've weird. read a bunch of them. You've yeah, read, I, uh, I like Heirs of the Jedi. You've read Bloodlines, which I think you did. You, you, you I enjoyed you all those. Yeah, those they were all good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've read so many books. Wait, Heirs of the Jedi. That's one where, where, where Luke, you, you, he has a, uh, I think it takes place between Empire and Return of the Jedi, or maybe, no, it takes place between um, New Hope and Empire, and he meets another princess and another planet, that's where he had the idea oh, of, yes, of, of Finn possibly being... Right, 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 his son, his that's son. right, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, now I remember, yeah, I really, I remember now. Yeah, that, I actually really liked that book a lot, um, I thought that the, the it... Was that, that first person when Luke speaking yeah, for himself? Yeah, I don't remember. I, I think oh, it, I, I don't know if that was the one I'm thinking of. Or um, there was another one came out some years ago. That was, oh, the I Jedi one. I remember. There was, was, yeah, was, and there's uh, one even. There's a different one. It's more like Luke telling stories. Oh, I remember yeah. you telling me this. That was a weird one. I liked it, but it was a little bit weird. Um, but no, I, the the air, air to the uh, air to air to the Jedi, Jedi yeah. was interesting, and it's very. I liked also Bloodlines a lot. Yes, remember you and then the um, God, what's that one? I've read so many of them. I loved. They were all good. Mm-hmm. All the books that have come out have been good. Um, my favorite was the one with um, oh the Jedi God. What's the name? He goes on a um, mission. Oh, you're talking about uh, with. Uh... <laughs> We're having senior moments here. I'm just kidding. No, Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss Quinlan goes Voss on a with mission the... with the... What's yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, at this that? time at night, the channel of the TJW podcast has problems sometimes keeping up their, uh, their, 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 their knowledge of all these books here. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, well, the, uh, Barnes & Noble stayed open for us till 3 in the morning. That's why we're so out of it. Possibly. <laughs> it's not actually quarter to 8. Uh... Oh, but you gave that high praise, I remember. I, it's my favorite Star Wars book. Dark Disciple. Dark Disciple, that was the one, yes. Right. Dark Disciple. Yeah. Uh, he goes on, right, he goes on an adventure with Asajj Ventress. Yes. I, 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 I just adore that book. I just think it's one of the best written. It's my favorite. Well, it's, it's funny too, favorite. as you were saying, because that, that book came out of, like, you know, at, at the end of the Clone Wars. Like, you're talking about, like, right yeah. prior to, to, to Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. 
Which is interesting because it seems like they're mining different territory in in, in all the in, in all the sequels, all the, the prequel, the original trilogy era, and the sequel um, era as well too. Yeah, I mean, Blood, Bloodlines also was an excellent book, excellent. I mean, I can still see some of those scenes in my mind. So, I mean, from an expanded so universe good. perspective, you're basically you're, you're things are going well in in in, in that, there, in that there, vein. The, the only thing I would say is, and and uh, you know, sometimes you can't get away. The good comes with the bad, mm-hmm. so. The good thing is that it's all interconnected, and so it's interesting to try to figure out how. The well, that's what they're trying to do now, is yeah. making sure that everything stays, which is, I think, going to get, I don't know, does it get more difficult as, as, as you expand the universe? Now, the reason I ask this question here is mm. because, the other thing I wanted to bring up here, yeah. which I found so interesting. Yeah. Now, anybody who listens to, to Mark and Dan here on the TJW podcast knows how much that how much we adore the Knights of the Old Republic era, yes. how much we've adored the video game, the the, the, the adventures and the, and the novels that have come out from it. Dan here even was like, you know, not only did he do first KOTOR and KOTOR 2, but the new Old Republic game, which came out. Yeah. He did as far as he could. Um, yeah. Excellent it, game, actually. It just... Yeah, I, did, I didn't was, like the money-making aspect of it. I thought that they, it, yeah. it got to be a little tedious. Well, but, the yeah. thing is this, okay? But great Regardless great of stories, that, yeah. the company, Lucasfilm, yeah. is still expanding on that universe, yes. even though it is within a Legends, under a Legends uh, title. Um, uh, I found this article online, which yeah. I thought was interesting. Star Wars fan Jasmine St. Philippe or Felipe started a petition for a Star Wars show to be done on Netflix during the original tr- this this the, 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 old, the old Republic era. Yeah. So far, according to what I read, over 140,000 signatures have been signed, including our own Dan here. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I signed it. I don't know. I meant to if I didn't. I don't know. I 100% support it. Now, That's great. If you have now okay, uh, personally, I think 140,000 fans of anything is a big number of fans. But to get them to actually It's sign, a big yeah. number of fans. That's a great point. For that number of fans yeah. to say that they want to see, whether it's a live action, whether it's an animated, whatever it is, something where they want to see a series of stories put together, do you think that Lucasfilm would be on board with something like this, considering the fact well, that they are... They're still they're still making. I mean, there was a storyline that come came out like maybe I want to say about six months ago, of, and I think I showed you the little video clip of like two brothers who one yes. goes off light, one goes off yeah, dark, yeah. and they're race. I mean, and it, and it just yeah, it's incredible. Speaking yeah. Star Wars all over the place. Incredible, in this story. yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I, is this storyline so removed from the normative Star Wars saga that they could still make this, still keep it? Maybe satisfy satisfy people by saying, "Look, we're not calling it a canonical story. It's under Legends, but those who want to believe that is that's canonical, it could all, you could you could see it just because it's it's so far back." I mean, they could even do a, uh, you know, they could they could. There's so many things that they can do since it since it's so successful, uh, Star Wars, and they could do just a whole series 
called Star Wars Legends and just go and tell different stories from different time periods. Wow, wouldn't that be awesome? You know, just different, in, and you, it could cover bounty hunters. It, oh. could, it could, it could, um, it could cover the Old Republic. It could cover you know Jedi would, Legends. You know what I wanted Sith to cover? What's that? Marjade. Yeah, of course. Marjade. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> the Legend of Marjade. The Legend could, of Marjade. That could be like a two or three part series. Oh yeah. man, that I'm would saying be they great. could just they could have a TV show called Star Wars Legends, and then. I mean, they could go wherever they wanted with it, and if everything it would be is just, pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, the sky's the limit for something yeah. like that. Um, I think the idea of, if we want to go back to the idea of like an old republic, you know, be I would love to see that. Now, sure, I had a discussion too. with somebody earlier, mm. um, with somebody in my office, and oh, we were okay. talking about like you know the the old republic is like saying, well, the old republic is not. It's it's eh, it's it's. There's no interest there. It doesn't have anything to do with the new stuff. It doesn't. Re- and I was like, I find this so funny that people would say this. Yet at the same time, you have fans out there signing petitions like that. You have now. This is funny as well too. Yeah. The uh, new, the the new. There's Seems been like the new wave of Star Wars six inch figures, which came out the Black Series. Oh, okay. They came out with a six inch figure of Darth Revan. Of course. Now it is first of all, it's a glorious That's figure. Amazing. Absolutely beautiful figure. Wow. <laughs> they, they, they have here. Wow. Okay. It sells out and sells out and sells sure. out. And every time you go on, and every time I'm looking on eBay to try to grab myself up one for my office desk, yeah. okay, it, it's, it's not going for the retail price of 1995. It's going for probably $50 or more. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's, wow. It's, it's one of these hard-to-find figures now that, that you know, nobody is going to sell for anything less than, than a premium price on it. Wow. And it's, and it's not a figure from... Force Awakens or Rogue One yeah. or the original trilogy. You're talking about a completely Legends figure. Yeah, I think Which makes well, me think to myself, there has got to be some sort of well, the, of, of, of fan base that would that would support these type of stories being brought out. So someone so so first of all, Kylo Ren's outfit is pure Darth Revan, period. We thought it was Revan. We thought the media thought the media was a Revan outfit. Yeah, and yeah. so now what's fascinating is someone I forgot who was it. There's a really good YouTuber who's he's an ec- excellent, excellent channel. I'll try to remember yeah. find who it was. I watched a couple. And he pointed out that because it's so long ago in the Star Wars timeline, Revan could easily have become Ren. So the Knights of Ren could easily be the remnants of, of the cult that was surrounding Revan. Which I thought was Dan, really you cool. Have just made my night with that idea. <laughs> That's oh, so wouldn't cool. Wouldn't it be something to hear? Yeah. With? To hear Rev- and what if they found a holocron? Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be amazing. That'd be so just so much justification for the fact that they came out with a black series Darth Revan figure. At yeah. This time. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah, no. I, I think it's I think he's still very relevant because he's again, he, he could be the first figure that you that was a master of both the dark and the light. Can you imagine seeing like yeah. visions of Revan and Basla Sean? Oh, it's great. I oh, would love man. I still think the story I mean, we're like we're huge fans. I, I we're the, so the story up. of Kotars is still I put it up there as one of the best Star Wars stories. It's unbelievable. That was a competition. Yeah, story. I'd love it, it to see was, that as a as a movie. It was so yeah, compelling. Oh my god, it's so compelling. Yeah, you're right. We used to. I remember in those <laughs> early <laughs> days in 2003 and 2004, how much we would like just sometimes just sit and watch the uh, the, the, the the video cutscenes of that oh movie of, of that of that movie, video cutscenes of that game. So and good. It was such a well done story. Such right. a well done story. No, and, and then it, it, it connected. I mean. It, it, 
it was a full Star Wars story. It wasn't like it was like, you know, well, it's a story that you're putting together in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. This was a clear Star Wars story. Yeah. One of the best. Excellent. Excellent story. Excellent characterization. I mean, just a great story. Um, you know, it's the first time we got to see Dantooine. Yes. You know, yes. which is first mentioned in A New Hope. Um, I always wonder if the rebel did the rebels actually have a base on Dantooine, or was she referring to the ancient base of be. the Jedi? It could be from the Old Republic that she knew somehow. The you lore. know what I loved what they did in that series. Here we are waxing sentimental about Kotar, but that's okay. We have to. No, um, so but in Kotar too, you get to see the remains of, of oh, Dantooine yeah. and the remains of the, of of, of Korriban's uh, Sith, Sith base. So, oh yeah, that's so cool. That's a great game too. Yeah, I actually I gotta say I. The part I loved about the Old Republic is uh, the current game is the writing is superb. The writing and voice acting is there's nothing better happening in video it games. It is. I mean, it's unbelievable. It is. And the graphics are beautiful. Um, my only complaint again was just about the their, how they turned it into this money making scheme, which was troublesome and cumbersome for the player. Well, but the story, <laughs> yeah. the stories. I'm always hoping that they'll they'll take that out. Um, and they'll re-release the Old Republic not as an MMO but as a single player what for the console consoles. Oh. That would be so fun. I mean, they're yeah. Whatever. I, I think we would be so good. It's such a rich story, such a rich time, and I, I think in, in, in Star Wars history. Well, it's also bigger. It's much wider than than we, a lot of the. I mean, there you, are thousands of Jedi. Yeah. And thousands of Sith. There are tons of stories they could tell. The stories that, yeah, yeah they, right? they, they, they mean, could completely go off on is, is, is it would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, uh, us being expanded universe fans, us being Kotar fans, um, we would love to see something where the old Republic has a more prominent place yeah. within within the Star Wars yeah, universe. Yeah, I'm, I'm supportive, 100. percent Yeah. I mean, it also brings us to the new games. I mean, they're working on this game now. Well, do you have information? Because you're a gamer. I, I mean, have, have well, former told us anything about like the new stuff that's coming nothing, out? Nothing. There's nothing coming out. There was, there's a. Um, an I think un- the Battlefront stuff is. I think reached its limit. In yeah, I played sense. a little last night just to see what it is. Yeah. It's it's exactly what it was before. It's like it's a fun pickup game, and it loses it for me. It loses its luster at around third, around a half hour, and I'm well, like, that was uh, always. I think Battlefront was that pick up and play game that you yeah. have. Like, yeah, fifteen minutes to spare. Yeah. Let me see if I can can, yeah. can knock off some rebels here. So yeah, <laughs> it's just it's, the problem with Battlefront is is the 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 the, the user interface is it's just it's just so complicated and so convoluted. It's just I don't know it. it, it it's a troubled game that looks amazing and that has a lot of good aspects well, to it. Well, that's what I think. A lot of, a yeah. lot, I've heard other people say, like, it's you know, incredible, it, yeah. it, it looks Star Wars. It sounds like Star Wars because the composer of the music I ever heard did a fantastic job with it. I love the music. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, yeah. But I, you're, you're losing what you're giving in that battle experience. I, I think there's more people who'd rather have less of the graphics, more of that, of that, of that, of, of that story. Yeah, there's no about, story, yeah. It, None. We lost it. We lost yeah. that uh, that that big story with Star Wars thirteen uh, thirteen. Yeah, so uh, which could have been something. So so they um, yeah. Which so I still think it's somewhere on their back plate, which they I hope so. might do someday. I, I hope so. I mean, I know there. So there are two games that one is more like a like a Tomb Raider or Uncharted type of game. Yeah. Um, that they they showed a clip or two, very quick like screenshots, which look. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. And who knows what you're playing as? It mm-hmm. definitely takes place during the time of the Empire. Mm-hmm. That's all we really know. 
Um, and uh, I don't know when that's coming out. Maybe next year, maybe. Um, but then they're also working, the, the rumors are all that they're working on a Han Solo open world game where you play as Han Solo. I could see that definitely bringing in... I could see that in, being very popular. Yeah. yeah I mean, too. that goes back almost to that idea that I was saying with Ryder, that like, what, what do people like? They want to know about getting in the Falcon and smuggling things. Yes. That, that's an aspect, because I think we've seen a lot... We, we see Jedi stories, we've seen the battle stories, but we haven't seen really any scoundrel smuggling type stories yeah. in, in, a, in a video game world. So I could definitely see that being a... a, 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 a a big hit with with, with uh, Star Wars fans, right? We want to we want to see the scum and villainy up close. That's true. We haven't we, really got have really seen that in a video game, right? Uh, maybe a little bit in Kotor. Actually, a lot of it in Kotor. Uh, yeah, Kotor a had lot a lot of, of, that, a lot yeah. of that. But uh, to have a game just dedicated to that would be something uh, something I'd be interested in taking a look at. Yeah, for sure. Um, Me too. Other 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 news in Star Wars that we've heard about uh, in this last month here. Well, we have to first of all, Gab. First of all. Let's congratulate uh, composer John Williams, 80-some-odd years old, who won his fifth Grammy. Unbelievable. Uh, for the Force Awakens soundtrack. Well-deserved. It's a beautiful soundtrack. Beautiful soundtrack. You, we, we spoke music. about when it came out, and you gave such yeah. I mean, that raised theme. It's oh. just, I mean, I can listen to that well, all the time. It's what's just a cool gorgeous, is, gorgeous piece of music. Yeah, no, I, it's cool. One of my kids uh, was learning to play it on the piano. She was learning how to play the, the, the raised theme. The raised theme? And, and, oh. and what was neat is you, when you hear it on a piano... You hear all these beautiful like textures and stuff that he's doing with that theme. It's really cool. We will have to really record cool. that. Oh, that's a for good the, idea uh, for the TJW podcast. Oh, that's a great idea. I'll see if I can get her to do it. We'll yeah. definitely have to try that. Yeah, um, but beautiful that's piece. Yeah, and beautiful the fact that music, John Williams yeah. is um, also now working on Episode Eight music mm. and is supposed to be doing going to be doing the soundtrack as well too for the new Indiana Jones film. Wow, wait, when does that come out? Uh, 2019. Wow, amazing. Um, <laughs> Crazy. 80-some-odd years old, and he still feels the uh, the pull to, uh, to to make sure that the music for I, these movies is correct. i got to tell you, I think, I mean, uh, he should live very long and be healthy and good, mm -hmm. but I think what, you, what, what you're seeing in his output now is that you're seeing a... Uh, uh, his music's always deep, but it, it's it's been very deep in a technical sense mm -hmm. for a long time, and, and very well done and mm -hmm. wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you're seeing a depth in terms of emotion, um, and in terms of thematic content that you didn't see that that's coming out now because you know he's getting Is older. Is that due to the age? You think, I, well, or? I think he's getting older, and okay. he's got nothing to lose now. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I think he's really. I mean, he always had beautiful themes, but I think he he somehow there's a. There's a majesty or a depth to it that's just astounding. Uh, uh, that's coming he, out now that, that I think was just, it's because he's getting older and I think he's looking, trying to leave something, you know, a mark on. I mean, he's left a huge mark even with even if he stopped yeah, now. Wouldn't that be but there's something about it. Yeah. To see, like, through nine. Oh. Being able to say that for all nine movies. He did it. He yeah, did it. That would be really cool. <laughs> well, he, he said the reason he wanted to do eight uh, was because he loves the character of Ray. He saw them. He, they they showed him the rough cut of the movie. Yeah. And he was so taken with the character of Ray that he said, "I can't let anyone else do the score." Oh, that's that's that, that's somebody who takes <laughs> so ownership cool. of his. Because uh, he, he just loves her. He loves the character. He wants to write her parts. He wants to write her scene. That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Like it's so. And we all know that. I mean, there's a lot of stories going on in the new trilogy, but it's really Ray's story. 
we will see what she, happens. She's the she's the epicenter there. Well, speaking of uh, yeah. of all this, you know, uh, another big like we were mentioning earlier, Star Wars Celebration is coming up in April in Orlando. Nice. Uh, they've already announced the first set of guests who are going to be there. Mm. Uh, Felicity Jones, obviously, Jin Erso, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Ian McDermott, Emperor Palpatine. What? Yep, he'll be there. No way. Really? Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Bullock, who we met, uh, uh-huh. Nice. and the uh, master of ceremonies at uh, celebration will be none other than Robert Davis. Oh, so he, wait, what? Ian McDermott? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like I said. It's uh, we we still got time to try to figure this out to get ourselves down to Orlando. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um, it's very, look. We're, I'm not sure. Um, one thing I was going to say. Well, no, I won't bring this up. Next time, we, we, I'll, I'll think about this. It's great that we're getting all these celebrities. Um, I I just wish, and we can talk about this maybe on another. We spoke as before yeah. regarding like conventions and, and and so forth. Yeah. Um, the the cost for the fan and the fan experiences at these at these conventions yep. has hit a all time high. <laughs> um, uh, it's tough to say if you're going to go down. If if a fan is going to go to Star Wars Celebration, um, you want to be able to participate, to meet the people, and to be able to have that experience. It's very difficult if you were to, say, take a family of five to something like this. Um, <laughs> the justification for how much... I'm not going to say, like, prices for, for their autographs. Granted, I was looking at the autograph and photo op prices for these, for just these four guests just who are coming. Just getting in, though. Um, and it's, I, look, if they can get, if they can get the, the price tag that they're asking for, I guess more power to them. Um, I just feel that, like I said, we're not going to go into a huge discussion about this here because it would take too long. Um, I, I just feel that something, something has got to change, considering the fact right. that how much us as fans put in monetarily just up front when it comes to the movies and books and yeah. CDs and video games. Yeah, and I might go buy Aftermath Empire's End right now. We'll see. Yes, we are in our favorite Barnes & Noble store here yeah. in southeastern Massachusetts. And yeah. Dan was on, and I have to say, the Barnes & Noble edition of that book is really beautiful. Yeah, it's that, really nice. The poster, that poster. Inside, I have yeah. the Bloodlines one. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, Wait. except the rabbit munched some of it, so it's got little rabbit munches <laughs> on it. Hands up, Pet Rabbit took over yeah. the uh, book, and maybe he was one of them. Yeah. yeah, no, maybe he liked to. Uh, it was a great book. Yeah. Anyway, okay, Star Wars sorry, Celebration yeah. in in Orlando. We'll, we'll be following what goes on there in Orlando, and I hope that we're going to hear some great news coming out of that convention. Right, yeah, we, sh- we we could talk about that. It's an interesting thing. Uh, there, I watched that. I think I mentioned that documentary, L Street, nineteen seventy four. Yes. Um, and there's some interesting issues that come up around the whole the whole convention scene and the whole yeah. It's actually pretty pretty fascinating. So uh, we we talk about it next time. Yeah. We certainly could dedicate a podcast to talking about this because I think this is something that, I, like I said, it we want the fan experience, but I'm questioning whether or not how much how much does this fan experience really have to go. Um, as we mentioned earlier, the Thrawn, tr- Thrawn novel, which is coming out, um, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Um, the Barnes & Noble version of this is going to have a special cover, a poster included, and an updated updated version of the canonical timeline. Um, the question we were having, is this going to differ greatly? Or 
we don't know, first of all, where this is going to be taking place. Sure. Is this a biography of Thrawn? Is this just taking place during the Rebels era? Are we talking about sometime into the, into Episode 7, into Episode 8? Um, we just don't know yet what, what the book is going to be doing. Um, yeah, but like you were saying, like, you know, where does this all place that Thrawn trilogy? Thrawn's got to, I mean, something's got to happen to him because he's, he's nowhere in anything. We don't see him. But yeah. I, but so, he, I mean, something, I mean, if he, he was very, very critical to the Empire, so... Uh, something happens to him. The question, uh, this, I think the book will probably be about the story of what, what well, happens. I'm wondering to him, if he's going to be know? brought back for another season on Rebels. If this is the, if this, there, yeah, there, there is going to wa- be another. I, I missed him. I, <laughs> I watched. I'm up. I'm up to date uh, as of. There's one, the most recent one I haven't seen, but all the others I've seen. I, 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 oh, you have? Yeah. Okay. I have not. I, it's I fall getting, behind, so, oh, yeah, okay. It's getting interesting, yeah. I may have to, I may have to figure out a way to do There's this. There's a whole thing about the... It's the, awful when Disney takes the away their The dark lightsaber. Oh, the dark saber, yeah, from the Mandalorians, yeah. It turns out it's a lightsaber. It is a lightsaber. It was taken from the Old Republic, according to, like, the Clone Wars. It's a lightsaber Stop. that belonged to the first Mandalorian Jedi. There was a Mandalorian Jedi. Yeah, and he crafted a dark lightsaber to be his. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll have to keep yeah. up with that. So, I, I think I should probably catch up on Rebels yeah. then. It's good stuff, yeah. Um, that's basically what we want to talk about here tonight on the uh, Traveling Channel Waste podcast. We're thrilled to be having so much feedback from you guys listening to our podcast. Um, if you want to email us and let us know what your thoughts are on any of the topics that we've spoken about tonight, contact us at our email at junlinwastepodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you are, you're looking at our Facebook page. Look, the, look up for the Traveling General Waste podcast on Facebook. Like us. We would love to have those likes. And we have to give like a great uh, thank you to uh, Rob Taylor, who helped us out. Thank you, Rob. With, with all our likes Amazing. on our uh, Facebook page. Awesome. With, with his uh, great promotion for his fantastic artwork that he was giving away for K2... K2... SO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> look, I mean, he's... Right he's um, just again, I mean, he, he's a really fabulous artist, and one of the ways you can tell that that Rob Taylor is such an amazing artist, A, obviously the quality of his work, but the fact that he's always working, the fact that he's always coming up with new things, he's, he's always crafting, he's always week, doing. He's some gorgeous prints it, coming out this yeah. week of, like, pilots really? he's calling. Yeah, oh, nice. These, these, these uh, huh. Imperial and Republic pilots. That's, how, that's how you can tell he's a real artist, is he's, he's always working on something. He's always coming out, he's always honing his craft and coming out with beautiful things. Yeah. So I think it just, uh, he has his story, you should go check him out. And he's at Arrow Fight Art. And, check uh, out his Facebook page, yeah, check his store. Yeah. Beautiful artist and a wonderful person, and uh, we thank him, and, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to we gotta be get more in touch with him. we yeah, got to get him on the podcast yeah, sometime to, to yeah, be able to have like a more uh, extended uh, conversation with him about mm. uh, about his work and about his ideas uh, about the saga as well, too. Yeah, that would be, be a fun. great idea yeah, to have him here. Yeah. Now, before we go here tonight on the podcast, um, Dan here... Uh, when he's not podcasting about Star Wars, he is working uh, very, very, very hard <laughs> with his um, new group, Raybard. Tell us a little bit about that, because this is today is a big day for you. Yeah, we we got back our um, our pre-release or our press our press release CDs uh, that sending out to press to get reviews and uh, spread the word. And um, you have a Facebook page, right? Yeah, I have a Facebook page. So you can look up Ray Bard on Facebook. R-A- How do you spell that? R A I B A R D, one word. Ray Bard. R A I B A R D. You can also go to raybard.com. R A I B A R D.com. That's our website. 
And um, you have some good, 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 good uh, YouTube videos and we have YouTube, we have a YouTube channel. Some clips of uh, the music too, right? Yeah, I've got three of the tunes from the album are up on our website, and um, a bunch of uh, bunch of bunch of videos from our gigs. Um, we'll be playing April fourth uh, again at uh, Tavern at the End of the World in Somerville. Somerville, um, Massachusetts. Yeah, in mm -hmm. the evening, great little place, and a real cool pub, and. Um, yeah, so and so I'm really really excited about the music. So we're we're gonna we're gonna go out. The bumper music at the end is gonna be uh, the, a little bit of the first cut from our new album. That's fantastic. All right, so we're gonna leave off the podcast here right now with this great tune. Yeah, it's called Forest of Song. Forest of Song. Enjoy. Summer, the forest of night, the forest that sings so into the world, the world of delight. Mine.